Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back. Welcome to the Knee Deep Podcast presented by Dark Horse Tackle. I am Josh. And I am Jason. Jason, how are you? Buddy, I'm fantastic. I just got to let the people know first before we start that this is not a fishing podcast. Correct. So if you wanted to come here to try to learn how to become a better fisherman, this is probably not the place. No, it's not. Also, if you're in Germany and you're the, the one German listener we have, Guten Tag, my friend. That means hello in German. We are now a German podcast. So there's how that. How about that? Hey, I got that? some. I got some cool news. Um, I went fishing today. You know, I know it's not a fishing podcast, and and I, but I did go fishing today, and I did not end up strapping up my truck and going to Dink City because I went to Hogtown, and I caught me a biggin. But we don't need to talk about that. What we need to talk about is Dink City, Jason. I don't know, man. I kind of want to talk about the biggin you caught. All right, all right. Well, you know, we are what I would consider us connoisseurs of the small American-made businesses of the fishing industry. Um, I consider myself somewhat of an expert, and I consider you somewhat of an expert. I, I hold you to high regard. And We, we both are somewhat experts. In this so, something like that. Something Where I lack, you make up. Where you lack, I make up. Here we are, yin and yang. You know what that's called? It's called being a people's champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. So... I was, uh, it, it's windy as heck in Ohio today. It is 45 degrees and it's barely 45 degrees because the wind makes it feel like 30. Uh, it's cold, but the sun was out and I had about an hour of time and I said, screw it. I have been testing out this little swim bait from uh, Bitters Bait and Tackle out of Florida for the past three to four months. And I, I really Ooh, do small like business. It. Yep. Small business. A very small business out of Florida. Very big company in Florida, but a small business. We'll and get into I that repeat, in a little bit. I repeat, still a small business. Popularity has nothing to do with the size of the business. But I digress. You're correct, Jason. We will get into that. And we We're going to dig deep. Knee deep. We, will, we might be pee-pee deep on this one, bud. Because, <laughs> I mean... I'm not, I don't know if I want to change people's diapers anymore. We're only two and a half minutes in and I'm done changing diapers. So yeah, I, I threw out this little uh, bitters bait and tackle little swimmer with a jig master sled head. Um, the fish were shallow. They were really shallow today. I caught this fish in about a foot of water and it was very cold outside. Um, and I missed it once. I did miss it once. I, I threw it out. I was not really going slow at all because I had to keep the bait off the ground because I was collecting crap. And, you know, I felt the bump and I was like, I don't know if that's a fish or not. So I, I let it, you know, just let it let it go. And I was like, I'll just make another cast. Made another cast. Sure as poop. That thing ate it. And the second I set the hook, it just it was just on like bing bong, Jack. And it was great. And it feels good. It feels good to get out there early and, you know, start catching five pounders. But I want to focus on a place that you and I frequent. Um, we collectively came up with a name one day, and then one day we had the idea to make a t-shirt out of it. Uh, so Dink let's City. explain this place, Josh. Yeah, Let's Dink explain City. this place. Dink City. 
So I'm sure that it's probably not the first time that everybody's used it. If you're a fisherman, I almost guarantee that you've used the word dink at some point throughout your fishing career. And Dink City... And Dink City is kind of like that that one place that, you know, Josh and I fished a couple of ponds where all there are 10-inch fish in here. Um, And if you listened to the episode with Shane O'Gorman last month or last week, (laughs) the days are flying by, boss. The days are flying by. If you listened to the episode with Shane, um, you would have learned that the reason why these ponds are so stunted is because the amount of fish that are in them. Anywho... Um, they're the type of ponds where you go fish all day long. You catch fish all day, but every single fish you catch is the same 10 inch fish that you've been catching. Um, so that's what Josh and I call Dink City. And uh, speaking of Dink City, what, what did you want to talk about Dink City, well, Josh? We decided to make Dink City a thing. We want to make it a culture because in the midst of the um, fishing culture, which you know, hunting, gathering, fishing over generations has been a very masculine industry. It's been a very masculine hobby. And there's there's a little bit of a stigma. You know, if you don't catch big fish, you're not a man. You know, things like that. And I want to destigmatize the size of people's fish. Be proud of your dink. You hold that little dink in your hand and you put that little dink back in the water so it can grow to be a big girl. Okay? Well, Be proud of your dink. Here's the thing, man. You can't really control the size of your fish. And just because the fish that you catch might be tiny doesn't mean that you didn't put in a lot of time, effort, work to find that fish and to catch that fish. So you should definitely be proud of that fish, no matter the size, no matter what it looks like. Um, You know, we should all just be really thankful that we have the opportunity to go fishing. Um, So. So definitely be proud of your dink. Uh, A lot of the fishing industry, for some reason, tries to push bigger fish, which, dude, I agree. Bigger fish are awesome. (laughs) Big fish are awesome. You'll never hear me. You'll never hear me say a single bad word about a three, five, seven, 10, 15 pounder. But at the same time, I feel like we got to give back to those small fish and show those small fish some love, too. Hey, you know, by the way, folks, this is not a euphemism. We are still talking about fish. Um. So, you know, you can't control the size of your dink, but, you know, what you can control is how you act when people are happy with the fish that they catch. Um, you know, it's, it's not very polite to be discouraging to people when they're very proud of the fish that they catch and you go, oh, that's a small fish. You know, I don't know if, I don't know if doing that kind of um, accent or a voice thing is politically correct. I'm just trying to put you guys, you know, I'm trying to paint a picture here. The guy's a dummy. You're well, a this dummy. is not a political podcast. So correct. We don't know anything about politically correct. You're you're a dummy if you're going around, you know, oh, that's a small fish. You're just rude. Just keep it to yourself, pal. You know, if if I can go out with a weekend warrior box and I catch a fish on every single bait that was given to me, regardless of the size, whether I take a trip to Dink City or I go to Hogtown, it doesn't matter. It's a successful day. That box catches fish. That's what the, the people at Dark Horse Tackle are all about. Yeah, and it also, man, like it's like I said, it's the amount of footwork and energy sometimes that goes into like a hot summer day, you know, just yeah. sticking it out there for six, seven hours. And, and, you know, it's a bad day and it's just it's nothing really. There's nothing you can do 
to turn no. that really bad day into a great day. It's just sometimes the fishing sucks. And, you know, sometimes catching a dink is the only thing that saves the entire the entire trip. So yeah. you should definitely be proud of it. A lot of times, um, I those little dinks, uh, a lot of times are a lot less pressured and simultaneously a lot more active than a lot of other fish. Um, I don't necessarily think the size of the fish relates to the amount of activity that fish does because for fish to get big they have to be active if you listen to our podcast before a fish has to eat a bass has to eat 10 pounds of food to become one pound so 10 pounds per pound so if that bass is 10 pounds it's eating 100 pounds of food that's a lot of eating that's a lot, that's of, a lot of food and and buddy, I can put down some food, but I don't know about eating. <laughs> I don't know about that. That's I that's a food. whole lot of food. If I if I eat even five pounds of food, I'd probably just sleep for a week. I don't know. I it, that's that's the lightest way I can put that because the other way is really dark. I just so, don't like who I was as a person. Anyways, did you explain what this what this uh, Dink City T shirt looks like? Man, I'll tell you what. If you've been to Las Vegas, you take that sign, you got some palm trees that says, Welcome to Dink City. Welcome to Dink City. Because you know what? If you're going to go to Dink City, you might as well have a warm welcome. Because, <laughs> you know, if, if, I'm, if I'm going to Dink City, I don't, I don't want it to be like the salty spittoon off of SpongeBob SquarePants where they're talking about how tough they are. That's scary. That's Absolutely. scary for me. I don't need to be scared while I'm fishing. The only time I get scared when I'm fishing is I'm walking around a golf course slash forest at 11 o'clock at night by myself. Not I that. would rather go to Dink City, you know, any day of the week than go to Skunkville. So, yep. um, yeah, anyway, it's it's available for pre-order. It is yeah. the Dark Horse Tackle uh, spring t-shirt that, you know, we'll be selling all throughout spring. Um, it's a pretty awesome shirt. So go check it out at darkhorsetackle.com. Absolutely. And Josh, we had some news about the People's Champ boxes. Yeah, I heard that news. I heard they all got shipped out. All of them. All of got them. shipped out. Yes, yep. sir. And if you if you have to subscribe to the People's Champ box, we do apologize. We did have a few hiccups, um, a couple glitches in the system, and it was just something that we couldn't control. Uh, we didn't know the system was going to do what it did to us. Um, it allowed. Uh, more than the amount of people we expected to subscribe to subscribe. So so essentially when you're a small business, you don't have the control or the ability to own or operate a lot of these uh, structural logistical websites, perhaps. Yeah, logistical mm. websites. We don't have the ability because we are a small business. Yeah. But we'll get into that. We'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. But the people's champ boxes have all been shipped out and um, we'll get it. It'll they'll be put back on the site. Um, if you didn't get yours and you do want to subscribe, it will be subscription only. Um, we did it for one month as a one-time order and the subscription version of it is doing way better than the one-time order. So it will no longer be up for one-time order. It will be limited to 25. And we have already sold 21 subscriptions. So tomorrow, um, sometime in the afternoon, we will have four available. They are $75, 
$5 shipping, and you are guaranteed to get more than $100 worth of product. Pretty Over big box. 100. Yeah, it's a pretty big box, and everything pretty in it's a hard bait. Um, yep. It's all hard baits. Uh, they're all custom painted by small businesses in America. Uh, you got swim baits, glide baits, topwater baits, jerk baits, crank baits, balsa crank baits, anything and everything under the sun that you could imagine for a hundred bucks. Um, it's a pretty freaking awesome box. I kind of honestly wish that we would have overordered to begin with because we both would have had baits that uh, that we uh, packed in these boxes that we didn't want to ship out. We did not want to get rid of. They were some baits that. I looked at Goo Goo Ga got over and I was like, man, I got to get me one of those. <laughs> so yep. now I'm going to have to reach back out to these uh, small businesses that we work with and order a few of my own. Yep. We're, yeah, we're going to have to do that. And that's, um, you know, that is one luxury of being um, a small business or just owning the business in general, just being part of Dark Horse Tackle is we, we do get a little bit of overhead, but with a box like this, a box that's so... Um, it is expensive. It's a pricey box where, where, you know, I know a lot of people will get into this too. I know, I know where we keep, we've said it 15 times already. We'll get into it, but you know, we are not, we're not making crazy amounts of money on this uh, people's chant box. We actually, we make less margin on this box than we do anything else we, we do um, or we sell. So this box is more or less just like, you know, it's it's more or less kind of like a gift to the customers. You know, it's exclusive. 25 people are going to get it. Um, it's it's really cool. Nobody else does it. Um, I'm sure it'll be copied. I'm sure it'll be duplicated. Um, wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time. And it, it's not going to be as good as the Dark Horse Tackle version. So that's fine. I can sleep at night knowing that. Um, but, you know, do I wish that I could have gotten a People's Champ box for myself? Absolutely, because I'm one of those people that stands by the product that I believe in. And with me owning Dark Horse Tackle alongside Jason, I have no choice but to believe in the products that we are selling. Because if I can't, as the owner, if I can't go out and catch fish on these baits, what the heck? You know, what what kind of confidence are you going to have in it if, like, the guys who are selling it to you are like, yeah, these never caught me a fish, but uh, let me sell them to you. Please buy them. Please buy these. Yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's not my favorite part about the company is is to be able to go out and you know catch these fish with these baits. Yeah, we put a ton of footwork in both of us uh, and testing these baits, <laughs> literally. Uh, literally. So also uh, the the last bit of company news that we had is the spring Andrew Hayes Tackle Talk podcast uh, takeover boxes, the spring edition boxes. Um, if you're not familiar, uh, Andrew Hayes, host of the number one educational bass fishing podcast in the world, created a special spring box with Dark Horse Tackle, um, all built with small businesses in America. Um, so we're going to do spring, summer, fall, winter with Andrew Hayes. Andrew Hayes handpicked, hand-selected these baits, was, said, hey, I want this color crankbait, I, I want this color, da-da-da. And uh, we put it in the box. So yep. we got all of them are ready to go shipped out. Uh, we're just waiting on the last couple of baits here. Yep. Uh, they should be here this week. And then we'll ship all of these boxes out March 1st. Uh, we'll, so. do a little, we'll do a little uh, insider secret here. So with the Andrew Hayes box, the original idea was to do 20 boxes. Um, we were going to do a pre-order. 
cap it off at 20 boxes. And then once we get the product, we were going to ship it out and allow people to buy it. Well, and then a crazy thing happened. Yeah. 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 This crazy thing happened where, um, Andrew Hayes, the host of the tackle talk podcast talked about it and we had sold like 28 overnight. So over that night, Jason and I decided let's just, um, let's do, let's limit it to a hundred. And we sold out with a, in in, with a hundred of them within a, a week or two. So no, it literally took like five days. Yeah, it <laughs> like, did not take much time at all. And, you know, if you are a listener of the Needy podcast and the Tackle Talk podcast, thank you so much because it's crazy how much influence um, Andrew has to do that and to generate our business. It, that's that's essentially what this is all about for us. Um, you know, it's people helping people helping people. That's what we're here for. We're here to help you. Believe it or not, we are here to help you. Um, <laughs> Believe it or not, we're not trying to pull the wool over your eyes. Yeah, We're trying yeah. to create a culture of like-minded fishermen that believe in supporting small businesses and American-made, um, that believe in, you know, just community. We want to change the culture of the projection of the fishing community, the yeah. way that it is projected to go over social media. We're just trying to reverse that. We're, we're taking baby steps, but, you know... In the eyes of in the eyes of these companies, we're taking baby steps. But every, you know, when we sold out of 100 Hayes Tackle Talk boxes in less than two weeks, that was a huge step um, for us. And that's all thanks to you guys. So thank you for that. And Dave, honestly, not just a huge step for for us, but it's a huge step, honestly, in the fishing industry. Yes. Uh, honestly, it might not be seen by a lot of people, but. The way that the fishing community, the way the fishing industry is ran right now, sponsorships and paid advertisements and, you know, things like that for small businesses. Um, and honestly, like content creators and fishermen, there aren't very many options for uh, for there to be payment. You know, like as a content creator, you don't really have <laughs> uh, the fishing industry doesn't have as many options as some of the other industries in the world. So being able to, you know work with Andrew on such a high like such a high demand product to push it out there. All we're doing is we're buying these baits from these small businesses. And every time we buy, you know, 500 baits from these small businesses, it just helps put food on the table for them. It helps Andrew's brand. It helps our brand. It's just people helping people, helping people like Josh said. And that's, that's really important, uh, especially with the way the world is right now. Just the small businesses really need to help each other. Um, and I'm just glad that we could be a part of that. Yeah. Well said, Jason. I, this, it needs to be a revolving door. It can't just stop when people want it to stop. Like in, in that was pretty much a realization that, you know, became, more and more and it just becomes more apparent every single day um you know us meeting these small businesses and, and being able to say like you know me going to a tournament and having 10 rods on the deck and people being like man where'd you where'd you get that bait and i'm like oh it, it well actually it was a bait that was in a weekend warrior box from dark horse tackle but this is a you know this is a jaboom you, you know, whatever, or this Boom is a bug. jig master. Yeah. This is a jig masters, whatever. This is a, you know, jaw tech, whatever this, these, these things are important because, you know, allowing these people to see that you're catching baits 
that don't come from box stores and they don't come from China and they don't come from massive corporations, it fuels a fire in these people to understand that like this kind of dream is not dead. Um, and, and we just want these people to help live their dream. I mean, there's people like, you know, Martin's custom baits and jaw tech, they've dumped their entire life into making fishing baits and there is no going back. If these people do not succeed, like if they don't succeed, companies like us don't succeed. Cause if we don't, if, if there isn't a successful small business in the fishing industry, making great baits, we're not going to be able to purchase those great baits from them and supply them to you. And you won't be able to buy those baits anyway, because they're not there. And not just from that aspect, but also um, I'm not sure how familiar a lot of our listeners are with like social media and things. It's, it's hard for me because being as involved in social media as I've been over the past few years, I just tend to think that a lot of people know more about social media than I try to put off. But a lot of the times I find out that I'm, I'm wrong on that. And a lot of people don't really know as much about social media as I, I think that they might. So um, the way that like the algorithm and stuff works for Instagram and Facebook, if you don't dump thousands of dollars into advertisement and paid advertisement, your post, your promotion, what your, your product, whatever you're trying to push through advertisement on social media just doesn't really go anywhere. And what what's funny is when you do start paying advertisement on social media, it will go to to like a plateau to where like you can no longer afford to pay to promote anything. Once you get to that point where you can't afford to pay to promote it, it just dies. And then all of your engagement that you've received up to that point also drops off. It's really it's quite it's quite staggering because it's a very big money grab. Um and I just wanted to say that to say that like a lot of the small businesses, especially in the fishing industry, don't really have, you know, the funds to pay thousands of dollars a month um, in advertisement. So no. so that's that's why the people helping people spread the message. You know, we talk to each other. We help each other out. That's why that is so important, um, because you can't really rely on social media to help you out to that point in which you need it to help you out. No. And, you know if we aren't shouting out these companies and these companies aren't shouting us out, there's it's that's the, that's the best way that, you know, you can help a small business's social media is literally just like saving a post or sharing it, you know, on your story or, you know, placing an order. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a, you know, that's a big grab, but literally it's free to just like and comment and share, you know, not to, beat a dead influencer's horse but like liking and subscribing takes small businesses like dark horse tackle or jaw tech or you know one cast fishing it it takes these it it's it helps out a lot for us because we value people as people instead of you know you're not just dollar signs right you're not just a dollar sign to us we're you know we we're the only people the two voices you hear right now are going to be the only people you ever communicate with on the dark horse tackle Instagram. That's, yep. that's, and that's, that's what's yeah. different about like, you know, large businesses and uh, things like that. Nowadays, they really don't care about their customers. Um, I, you and I both Josh have worked for a major retail location or retailer that <laughs> they fired everybody that cleans the bathrooms. 
They fired everybody that like goes out and gets cards for customers so that customers have the cards that they need for whatever product they purchase. Um, they, they stopped greeting their customers. They stopped interacting with their customers. And then they, then what they did was they got rid of most of their employees. So now their customers really don't get any help. And when they do get help, it's very rushed. And a lot of the employees for these locations don't really know enough about, you know, the whole rest of the store to help the customers out. So it's one of those things where it's just very apparent that they don't care about their customers. Um, no. And that's the thing about these small businesses. You know, I can call any one of these guys. I can text any one of these guys like, Hey man, can you make me this kind of crankbait with this kind of like, and they'll, they'll send it in five days. It'll be on my porch most likely. Um, and that's the thing like that. That's, that's the golden standard in which dark horse tackle operates and the golden standard on which most of majority of, of the small businesses that we work with operate. Yeah, that should always be the standard. Um, you know, if I guarantee you, if I contacted Bike King or Megafart and said, um, hey, I bought one of these crankbaits, but I, I want it to look more like this. I'm, I, I'm not even going to get like a ha ha. I'm going to not get anything. But if I bought a crankbait from, you know, Robusto or Combat Custom Crankbaits or Target Species Acquired, any of these people, I could DM them and be like, hey, um, you know, I really like that one crappie pattern that I bought. But the next time, you know, I'm going to place an order here. But, you know, on the tail, can we put a little bit of chartreuse? They'd be like, yeah, we can do that because they want your business. They actually want your business. Yep. That's, and that's the, the difference. Part. So, all right, Josh, I think we had a major topic tonight that we is wanted that to time? talk about. It is, is that, that time. time. All so right. So put on your waders. Let's right. put your waders on. We're about to get knee deep and uh, potentially be on the verge of PP deep water. I'm, so. I'm currently wet waiting. I am uh, in my underwear. So I am knee deep in my underwear. But we've been talking about these small businesses and we've been trying to convey a message to you the difference between a small business and one of these giant corporations which now brings me to the painful double standard of owning and operating a small business um first of all we'll get to that i'll talk to I'll talk about that in a second uh jason has some statistics we get um i i've i i'm let me rephrase this I've heard a lot of things about people saying that's not a small business or, you know, that business is too big, et cetera, et cetera. And it's not true um, a lot of times. And I'll argue that tooth and nail because I don't think a lot of people understand what makes a business a small business. And it's not always revenue based. It's not always how many locations they may have. It, it comes down to a lot of things. And what are those things, Jason? So according to the consensus, consensus.gov, consensus, yes, .gov. That's a word. Um, according, according to that, which is a government-run website, the first thing that it takes into account is the total number of employees. Actually, no, the first thing it takes into account is the industry in which your company runs. So for Dark Horse Tackle, for instance... We are in the, um, so it's like a subcategory of agriculture, foresty, fishing, and hunting. And 
in order to be considered a small business in this kind of industry, you can no you cannot make more than seven hundred and fifty thousand annual average average annual receipts. So that means over the course of the year, you cannot spend, you cannot earn more than $750,000, which none of the small businesses that we've ever worked with in our boxes have done $750,000. That's that's crazy. Um, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for the fishing industry. Now, there's one that, that sticks to my mind. Um, and, you know, that's bitters, bait, and tackle. And I'm sure that they do make more than $750,000 a year, but you also need to understand they probably don't make $750,000 a year just selling their baits. They Definitely are not. a tackle shop. They have rods, reels, T-shirts, hoodies, stickers, Gatorade, Snickers bars, whatever. But we're not buying that for you. We're buying their baits. Um, and I know they're not making seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year revenue on their baits that's a that's lot a lot of, of money buddy that's, that's a lot of cheddar that's a lot of baits um <laughs> you know we purchased one thousand bags from them and that one thousand bags only equated to two thousand dollars in revenue for them and that two thousand bags is gonna go a long way for yeah. us and for their cut for our customers but what else you got so i i saw that and then i also saw so it, it goes by that um which category your company is in and then out from that it uh extends to the amount of total employees that your company has and you cannot exceed 250 employees and i know better's bait and tackle uh, yeah, i know, I know any, any, everybody we've worked with it's generally one to maybe 10, maybe, maybe 10. And I have every one of their phone numbers in my yeah. phone. <laughs> like, um, they don't have 250 employees at Better's Bait and Tackle. I, I guarantee I, I think, it. I, I think more than, I think it's more important than money to understand how many people are working for these businesses we work with. Um, 99% of the time, we, we work with a company, it's one guy. Yeah. So, and guys, you've got to understand the reason why we want to talk about this is because we do get a lot of, a lot of the times we get some like feedback on like um, subscription orders and things like that from our customers. And we're never going to get to the point where we like talk about who the customer is because it's irrelevant. Honestly, it's just, we try to accept as much feedback openly as we possibly can so that we can always get better and improve because I rely strictly on feedback for myself and for the company to get better. Um, if I can't listen to what my customer needs or wants to improve, then I'm not in the right industry. But yeah. a lot of a lot of the times we get some feedback and it says like this company is not a small company. <laughs> and so I, I was like, man, what do you what do you mean that this is not a small company? And sometimes I read that like just because this company has baits featured on like X, you know, X major retail online retailer, like you don't consider that to be a small company, but you have to understand that as a small business owner myself, I try to find ways to put dark horse tackles, boxes, to put their t-shirts, their hoodies, their hats, whatever it is, anywhere that I can possibly yeah. get 
if, if you I can have it, some, if I can have somebody buy my stuff from me so that you know they can turn and sell it, then that's what I'm going to do because that's what business is. And just because a small business um, has their baits on a major online retailer doesn't mean that they're not small. Like one hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. And then we we had some feedback that a company in our recent box had some packaging, um, not our most recent box, but it was within the last three months, uh, had some packaging that somebody had commented and said that the packaging looked to be constructed by machinery. And so therefore it was not a small business, which doesn't make sense to me because as a small business owner myself, I, I want my product to stand out. Um, well, yeah. if, if I have to improve my packaging to a point where a machine is doing it and it makes a look better, then that's an investment that my business is willing to make. Hey, Jason. Yes, sir. And fellow listeners, um, I've got some news. Uh -oh. I've got some news. This is tough, okay? The t-shirts that we sell, believe it or not, we did not hand draw those. We didn't, we didn't buy... 50 blank t-shirts and grab some crowns. We, we paid somebody to put that on a machine and do that. And, and I, I know it's been like, it's kind of been like a secret and I know it's like a big industry secret that guys who make t-shirts, like they screen print it with a machine and they don't just draw on the shirts with crowns. Um, but yeah, man, that's, um, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be as nice as Jason is about it. And if, if you don't like it, I realistically, I, I, if you don't like it, I, I can't say that I care. Um, here's why people pay small businesses money to have things done for them. That's how this is supposed to work. It is again, people supporting people, supporting people, people helping whatever verb you want to put in there, people kissing, people kissing people. That could be, that could be fun. But, you know, yeah, the packaging was probably done by, um, well, we, we a guy named Hunter. It was probably done by a guy named Hunter because he's really good at it. And he's the only guy who does it. And he's very good. He uses machines, too. And guess um, what else? He does it in America because uh, he's a small business in America, which so, we tend to work with. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. Anyways. Anyway. So anyway, yeah, that, that kind of, that kind of feedback, sometimes it's hard for me to deal with because it's as a small, as a small business owner, I understand that I want my product to stand out. I want my product to be different. If it's me making my baits different or coloring my baits different or painting, whatever it is that helps your business stand out, that's what you want to do. And it doesn't matter if a machine does it, if somebody does it by hand, it doesn't matter how it happens. Crayons. You know, especially especially when it comes to t-shirts, hats, hoodies, you know, uh, I mean, dude, machines did our hats. Like, can you believe that like a machine embroidered our hat in a small business inside of Wisconsin? Like a small business, oh, they had a machine though. Like Josh, we should not be doing that. People in China are not the only people that owns machines. And you know, I'm, I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to bring it up. It's a double-edged sword. Owning a small business and supporting small businesses is a double-edged sword because we have become so accustomed to that luxurious, the customer is always right, corporate BS that we've done over the past 30 to 40 years. Something happened where, you know, people assume that if it's almost too nice, that it's like, oh, no. 
oh no, this, this couldn't be what they say it is. And that's because people have been getting screwed over by corporations for this long that, you know, it's, there's so much weird psychology that goes into this. That's kind of rotted into people's minds. Um, and, you know, if, if somebody spends the extra money to have their packaging done by another source, please do. Cause anytime Jason and I look at new products, if we go to a trade show or a fishing expo, the first thing I'm going to notice if you're a small business, like a soft bait company, I'm going to notice that packaging. Um, I, I would have a really hard time. It could be the coolest worm in the world. I'd have a hard time if it was just in a Ziploc baggie with permanent marker over it that said brush hogs. I'd have a hard time putting that in a box with some duct tape over this. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's such a, like, I, I want you guys to understand we're not, pardon my French, we're not bitching. Okay. We're just, we're essentially just having a healthy discussion, trying to understand it. And then also bringing you all into the discussion of what we see on a day-to-day basis. I don't understand where this person's head was at when they saw the really nice packaging that we probably gave them and was like, this is bull crap. Like who, I, I just don't know who would get upset. Small business, my ass. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, oh, oh, you're such a small business. Then how did this get here? Huh? Well, like dude, I put a lot of time. You honestly, you and I both put a lot of time into like designing our brochures and designing our yeah. stickers and like things like that. And man, it's, you know, I designed my stickers and then I have a small business out of California print our stickers like just because we have like a little bit of a you know a little bit of knowledge when it comes to marketing because we want our product to look good like that does not mean that we're not a small business yeah and i mean honestly what it means most of all is that you and i stared at our phone for entirely way too long trying to figure out how to make this sticker look good like yes Yes. that's all it means it's it's called being resourceful And when you own a small business, you need to learn to be resourceful because if you're owning a small business and you're running a small business, you have to be resourceful. If you're working at a corporation, you just send it to Jerry. You've never met Jerry. Jerry lives in California. No, he lives in Hong Kong. Or Hong Kong, wherever he may live, you just send it to Jerry and you never think about it again until you get it back. But when we, when Jason designed the Tackle Talk Springbok sticker, while I was out holding hands with Andrew at the fishing expo, he had to send that design to California. They had to send him a proof back. Then they had to wait on Jason to go, yes, that's what we want. Or no, that's what that's not what we want. If it's not what Jason wants, if it's not what I want, if it's not what Dark Horse Tackle wants, we have to redesign it. And we have to go, okay, let's rethink this. This stuff takes time. We don't just ship it off and go do whatever you want. We don't care. We have to, we, we sit at a table underneath a metaphorical microscope and pick this stuff apart. Is it the healthiest option? Absolutely not. It's not. It drives us nuts. And, but it's better than, you know, just sending it to Jerry in Hong Kong. And I'd much rather have my hand on it or trust that Jason's hands are on it over anything else in the world. That's, you know, that's the big thing here. That's the big takeaway here is that if you work for a corporation, somebody else has that job here at Dark Horse Tackle. I call Jason and go, hey, man, I need a favor. Or Jason calls me and goes, hey, man, I need a favor. That's it. That's all we have. That's it. You, we, you know, we spend a lot of time behind the scenes that, you know, I, I don't feel like we do, 
maybe we should try to find a way to do a better job of like just showing what we do without like giving away any secrets. But I don't really know how to do that. Um, you know, cause I'm not a photographer and I'm not a videographer and, you know, I can do a lot of things. And when I put my head to it, I can, I can figure a lot of things out. Um, marketing, you know, is something I never really understood until I owned a business and I'm like, man, I really want, you know, my box to look better or, oh man, you know, I really want, you know, because at the end of the day, our boxes are what all of these small businesses baits go into. If we put all these small businesses baits into a shoe box that was laying underneath in my bed for 10 years and I pull it out, it's got dust on it. I slap all these baits in there and I send it, send it to our customers. <laughs> the small businesses are not going to appreciate that. And then our customers are not going to appreciate that because it doesn't look good on them. So we have to make sure our stuff looks as good as possible, which is, you know, we don't own a marketing business. We don't, we don't have a team of marketers. Uh, like Josh said, we spend a lot of time trying to figure these things out. Our best marketers are our customers. So, you know, the best thing you could do for us is buying our products and sharing our products. That's the only marketing we really have. I'm not, you know, we, Jason and I have both agreed that we're not going to spend money on marketing. We're not going to boost posts. We're not going to do any of that because it may not, you know, you might end up spending a bunch of money and not making any money back. That's, another thing that you have to worry about when you own a small business. Um, yeah. Those are things we do a lot of. <laughs> every you know? dollar counts. Every bit of the money that we've made to which we could have paid ourselves out and we could have gotten more chicken wings and, you know, shoot, we could probably have F three fifties right now wrapped in dark horse tackle vinyl. Just kidding. We, we don't have that kind of money, but every, every dollar that we've earned, we put back into something like the people's chant box or, the swim bait competitions, the painting competitions. Um, we've put that back into the Andrew Hayes spring box. We are putting all of our money back into options for our customers to purchase. And I understand, you know, you might think, oh, they're just saving money. So we spend more money. Yes, we are. That's how businesses operate. You have to spend money. You have to rely on people spending money to keep your business afloat. That's why we provide you with the best bait you've never heard of. That's why we provide you with constant customer service. Um, I have received emails before where somebody said they called the customer service line. Our customer service line is my cell phone number. If I didn't get a call from you, you never called our customer service line. It's just Jason and I. Jason mainly runs the email. I have the phone number. You know, it's if you if you said that you called the customer service line, I have news for you. It's me. But we wanted to say all of that just just so that you guys kind of understood a little bit of what goes on behind the scenes. But I, I don't want you guys to – I, I want to make it clear that you're not going to like every single bait that comes in every single box that we do. You're just not. And that's that's part of being, you know – subscribe to something you never know you never know what's going to come and we can't be like hey mark which water do you fish you know i want to i want to give you specific baits for your water we don't have the luxury of being able to do that but what we do have the luxury of is being able to work harder than just about anybody to make sure that what we put in our box will catch you fish anywhere um any time of the day it might not be something you have confidence in yet but i believe uh, wholeheartedly with the amount of time and effort and energy that goes into what we do behind the scenes, 
that you will uh, find yourself catching fish on the baits that you get in our box, no matter where you're at. Yeah. And, you know, to add on to that, Jason, I want to make one thing abundantly clear. Um, this is something that I've had conversations with um, small businesses that we've wanted to put in our box. We are not a bargain box. We don't go deal hunting. We build the box based off of, you know, generally we have a bait in mind. Um, let's just say a square bill. And then we go, okay, that square bills X amount of dollars. That is one fourth of how much our box budget is. How are we going to build around this square bill to make the box fit? Then we go find more of the best baits you've never heard of. That's how we operate. We can't always guarantee that you're going to get five, six, or seven baits, but we can guarantee if it's four baits, they're four damn good baits and they're going to work and they're going to catch fish. These, I, I would, you know, I'm going to sound arrogant here and I, I understand it might put a bad taste in people's mouth, maybe a bitter taste. <laughs> um, I can fish any body of water with the past 10 boxes, 12 boxes that we've came out with. And I know that one bait in each and every one of those 12 boxes is going to be responsible for catching me a fish. If you actually get a box and you say that the baits in the box, no matter what it is, all the baits in the box don't catch you fish. I'm, I will ask you, do you live in Alaska? Because I'm just, I'm very confused on how you wouldn't be catching fish on a box that we so thoroughly curated and stressed over and lost sleep over and then built them and packed them and labeled them and shipped them ourselves. I'm just, I'd just be a little confused is all. <laughs> so honestly, how it usually works for me, whenever I come up with a box, you know, I, I look at what season it is and I'm like, okay, it's winter. You know, these are the things that work in the winter time and we've said it before and i'll say it again every single every every bait catches fish in ohio that we put in our boxes and if it catches fish in ohio which is at the bottom five um as far as uh fishing goes as as far as lake fishing goes um ohio is in the bottom five of all the states so if it catches fish here then I know it's going to catch fish wherever you live. And unless you, you know, like Josh said, you live in Alaska, which would be a little bit confusing to me. Do you know what the record bass in Alaska is? What is record bass in Alaska? Three quarters of a pound. It was killed instantly. Oh, it's actually illegal to catch bass in Alaska. They're not supposed to, they're not supposed to grow there. Interesting. Yep. Yep. They, how, um, they, how was it killed instantly? It probably got clubbed over the head or something. I don't know. Um, maybe I would have fed it to an eagle personally because that would have been really badass. Um, but, yeah, it's considered an invasive species in Alaska just because of, I mean, dude, you got to think that's up there. Like, that's that's up there. That's yeah. far away. Um, that is that is you know, up there. Let's uh, – Let's reel it back in. Let's get out of the water here. Let's dry off. Let's. Uh, I hope that we didn't go PP deep on you guys. Well, you know, if we put a bad taste in you guys' mouth, realistically, we're just trying to give you an insider's perspective. We're trying to give you an inside look of the daily, perhaps sometimes hourly frustration of what it is to own a small business. I understand that we will be scrutinized and we are under constant scrutiny and that's fine. I can personally handle that, but... 
there's a difference between I handle it very well, but if you expect me to be silent on it, you're dead wrong. I will, I, I have a way with words and I'm very good at talking. Um, whether or not I say, um, every 30 seconds, believe it or not, I can, I can talk. Um, I started talking when I was three years old, like every other normal child does. <laughs> and, um, I wasn't potty trained until I was 14. So if you're going to make fun of that, you better come prepared. But seriously, <laughs> it's, you know, this is no easy feat. And, you know, we love doing this for the people that support us. We love doing it for the people that don't support us because if you're buying our box and you don't support us, that's fine. You're, you're a customer still, you know, and if you have a question and if you DM us asking us anything, we'll help you. Even if you just posted a YouTube video saying that it was Shapoopy, we will still help you. Um, that's just, that's what integrity is about. Just because we're having this conversation right now does not mean we lack integrity because we Dude, I'm telling you what, the you don't really know like how you know good of a person you are, or how good of a man you are, or how much integrity you have until you start doing stuff like this and you realize all these opportunities you have to realistically screw people over and you never take a single one of them. Um, that's what Jason and I have done. You know, the the greed is there. The temptation, I shouldn't say temptation, the option is always there and we're never going to take it because I would sleep so much better at night with a crappy, you know, mattress and one dirty pillow, knowing that I did my best to help my community and help small businesses rather than sleep in a, you know, $6,500, one of those cool sleep number beds that move up and down, knowing that I screwed a bunch of people over. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And it's like Josh said, it's it's not an easy feat, man. The way that um, the fishing industry has been going uh, over the past, like, I don't know, like five to eight years, uh, especially with, you know, social media, um, the way that it's been going, uh, reversing that tide uh, is not is not easy. But um, I don't know anybody that's that's more ready for the challenge than Josh and I, um, along you know with the small businesses that we work with. Every one of these small businesses is ready for a change. We're ready for a change. We're going to be that change. Um, yeah. And you know what? We're not going to do it alone. We're going to do it as one nation, undivided. That's Dark Horse Nation with every single subscriber, every single customer, every pro staff member and small business yep. across the United States. We're going to do it together. Yeah. And if you've gotten this far, we are uh, currently looking for more pro staff. So if you are subscribed to the box, um, you have to be subscribed to the box. You can't be subscribed to the dabble pack or have purchased one Andrew Hayes box. If you're subscribed to the box and you post regularly about us, please send us a DM. Um, we'd love to have you. Um, there's a kid on YouTube that always posts our box. And I honestly wish I knew his name, but he, it's, it, he doesn't seem to be an adult. And um, it seems that his YouTube is pretty much pretty well protected and possibly ran by his parents, but he does a great job. And I wish that that kid had like a million viewers because he deserves it. He does a really good job explaining the baits. He does a really good job of showcasing the baits and he's always excited. And that's like, you know, that's one of those things like, when you see the excitement of people opening the box or somebody sends us a DM saying, oh, man, that crappie crankbait that Dark Corner painted for February, that's the greatest crankbait I've ever seen. Like that's that's where it all 
is worth it. That's where every single complaint, every single silly question, every single, you know, every bit of scrutiny goes away when one person is like, oh man, that one bait is my favorite bait of all time. Absolutely, man. And we, we had the, um, we had the luxury, I guess you could, I don't think it would be called luxury, but you know, we had the benefit of a pro staff member last spring catching a personal best on a exclusive color crankbait. And that was one of the most exciting times. Yes. <laughs> that was so fun, man. Like if we can catch, you know, all of you guys, your PB or gals, if you're listening, uh, ladies, we love you too. Ladies. Um, I wonder if Darlene listens to our podcast. Anywho. Um, you <laughs> Anywho, I, I, I really, you know, if we can help everybody catch a PB, that would be, that would be ideal. Um, like Josh said, if you are subscribed to our box and you do support the mission and you support Dark Horse Tackle and you received at least, you know, it's got to be a minimum of one box received, um, then you can get 20% off if you want to join our pro staff. It, it comes with 20% off every month of your Weekend Warrior box subscription and then 20% off of apparel sales. So yep. um, if you want to join our pro staff, we're always looking for more members to join. Uh, we've got like a family type atmosphere that Absolutely. we care deeply about. Uh, we have an elite group of people um, that we just, we couldn't say enough about. We love all those we guys. Have a group so. chat. It's a bragging board. Yes, sir. Where we, yeah. where we talk tips, tricks, techniques, ideas. Um, they're all there on our pro staff group chat. Yeah, we so. do talk a lot. We do. We it's sure probably do. popping off right now. That's but, a good thing. Um, it is but, a good thing. Listen, we love you guys. Um, we're going to change this tie together as one nation undivided. Absolutely. Dark you Horse know, Nation. Every every single one of these boxes sold, you have to understand it helps anywhere from four to six small businesses. And then with us increasing our inventory of products that we sell, like the Andrew Hayes box, a lot of people probably all of the companies that were in that box, they haven't been in many of our boxes. So that's just helping more people. And then our people's chant box, that's helping more people. We're just, we, we want to help these small businesses because we grew up using small businesses. We don't want this atmosphere to go away. If the only thing I would be able to buy from the store was a big name, you know, influencer bait, I'd probably stop fishing. If there was no uniqueness, no, you know, homemade atmosphere in my tackle box, I'd be really upset. I would be upset too, Josh. I'd be mad. But be mad yeah, that's like our, our subscriptions. They Every single one of them, the Dabble Pack, the Weekend Warrior Box, the People's Champ Box, the Andrew Hayes Spring Edition Box, every one of those boxes has baits from different small businesses. So... Um, sometimes the dabble pack and the weekend warrior box have baits from the same small business, but we try to include as many different variations of small businesses every month that we possibly can. So, you know, we're, we're typically helping out anywhere from 10 to 15 small businesses every single month, help put food on the table for them, um, help get them returning customers and spread the message. And that's, that's what it's all about. That's the circle of life. Yes, sir. All right, buddy. I think we're done here. Let's call it. All right. Call it. Thank we you, love guys, you guys for listening. We love you very much. Again, if you if can, you- hold on. If you can, please give us a review on either Apple Podcast or Spotify. Yeah. There is a star show. right up at the top. If you can rate that, 
uh, we would really appreciate it. We're just trying to get the word out there as much as we possibly can. And all of you can help with that. So absolutely. We love you guys. guys. Enjoy your week. Happy Monday. We'll see you guys later.